Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud Good morning! Hi, welcome to The Concrete Gang on this special week of International Women's Day which was on this Thursday, the 8th of March, 2018. We are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We're here with some CFME women. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Rachel. Hello. Lorraine and India. Hey. (laughs) So, should we talk about some events that happened this week and some highlights? Lisa? Yeah, big shout-out to our... um, Victorian Union women for a big week of Raw Fest. Um, there were some awesome events that were held across the state. Lots of unions organised a heap of stuff. The CFMU teed up with sisters from the MUA, ETU, TCFUA, R- TCFUA, RTBU. We had a feminist movie night on Tuesday. It was a roaring success. It was fantastic. There was two speakers. Yeah, great food, great movie, great well, time. Nice, yeah. what, what was the movie? Uh, Battle of the Sexes. Yeah, I was thinking it was a documentary and it ended up being a feature film. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And Donna, what was her surname? From the Period Project, talked yeah. about raising money for homeless, homeless women in need of hygienic products. products, that's right. Yeah, and she they, was did, great. they did uh, bags and stuff for kids. School bags for kids and camping gear as well. Camping gear. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff's on the Facebook page. That's right. They're an amazing um, volunteer organisation. And the Women's Night raised a whopping $5,200 that will donate to a really good good cause. Uh, 22 women um, from the CFMU were represented at that night, which is an awesome, awesome number. Um, and I was really pleased of how many women come out and forced to um, support the night, support their union, 
and meet other women. It was fantastic. Um, so what else was on? There was a breakfast on the day of? Yep, so I went to the breakfast this morning, which was fantastic. There were so many brothers and sisters there in support of the day. Uh, we had some two... We had two really inspirational speakers with inspirational stories of union women of past and um, it was just really great. The food was fantastic and the venue was really good at the A&MF building across the road from the CFMEU office. Who spoke at that? We had Michelle O'Neill and Luba from the RTBU. Fantastic. I always find these things really nice because not only are you there sort of listening to the speakers and, and, you know, getting involved in that kind of stuff. But I always think that it's a really nice um, way to sort of connect with everybody. Um, and you feel, the, the, you feel the women's solidarity when you yeah. go. It's really good. Yeah, because it can feel a bit sort of dispersed and stuff sometimes. And to all get together in the same room and have a chat and meet new people is always nice. There was also a really good delegation from the FFPD conference that they had that morning as well. So the numbers were fantastic. Mm. Yeah. I went to a day at the Commission, which was at the Equal Opportunities um, Commission, talking about um, their sort of processes and stuff. We actually had a lot of the women on the board and, and who sort of head the organisation are women and they had a, a long chat to us about how they can sort of help and all the options that are available to women who are experiencing some troubles and stuff at work. And So there was a big focus on the Equal Opportunity Act and how that can apply in Victoria to women and there's also parts of the Act that apply to working parents and that our employers have a a responsibility to make reasonable adjustments to working parents, which is something that I think is pertinent in the construction industry because there are an increasing number of women and women with children often find it hard to work in the construction industry because there are long hours, there are overtime, it is six days a week. So I think moving towards being able to you know, maybe job share or you know, just a recognition that there are there is part time and there's a place for part time in construction will be something that's to look to look forward to in the future. Fantastic. Any other things on the ground from the CFMU women? No. Did anyone get to the delegates meeting? Uh, yep. How was that? That was awesome. We had um, a couple of rank and file women address the delegates meeting to talk about. Um, the Big Steps campaign, and the Big Steps campaign is about um, early educators fight for equal pay and better conditions. So, comrades, we're putting the ask out for everyone that um, has children in childcare on the 27th of March. Yeah. Early educators are across the country, in fact, across the country, first time ever, they're walking off the job. And so what that means is we need to encourage all of our families and our um, mates who have kids in childcare to keep their kids at home. So that the early educators can work, walk off the job freely. Yeah. So, and, and we're at the CFM, are going to support that? And we're going to, there's going to be a rally on the 27th of March that we're all going to support our sisters because a lot of them are women um, and they deserve to be paid because they're looking after our nearest and dearest. So we support that wholeheartedly. 
was a representative from CBUS, Robbie yeah. Campo, when she spoke about um, a current campaign that is supported by the ACTU. It's called Make It Super Fair. And she spoke to the delegates about how women will retire with... 47% less than super than their male counterparts. And that's because super is calculated on a woman's earnings. And as we know, most women that have children are out of the workforce for a period of time. And when they return, they often engage in part-time work, which means that generally their super will be less than, than that of their male counterparts. And it is of significance when couples separate and a woman can no longer rely on her husband's superannuation. So there is a big problem of older women having a lot less super than, than men. So there's a real push to make super equal and to maybe reevaluate how it operates to make it more fair and equal for women. So that would have, that's an interesting topic. One of the other big um, campaigns that has been peppered throughout the um, week of Raw Fest is the We Won't Wait campaign. And that's um, a campaign that the ACTU has put out the ask for all unions to take up. The We Won't Wait campaign is saying um, to government and employers that um, 10 days paid domestic leave violence is important and necessary. Now, Shorten keeps to um, keeps to his promise. If elected, he's saying that he that the Labor Party will get ten days paid, paid domestic, domestic violence leave as part of the NES. Yeah. So, and we'll keep him to that. The Victorian Union women will keep him to that promise. There's no doubt about that. We're mm-hmm. not going to give this one away. Yeah, it's important. Very important. And uh, Kelly O'Dwyer got a visit this morning on that campaign. Did anyone see that? We have the three billboards you probably... I did see that, yeah. I saw the movie, I saw the reference to the movie. They've got the big... They're going to drive trucks and stuff and have three big billboards that say, what is it, women... Women women have been killed. Women have been killed, yeah. Um, Domestic violence leaves saves lives. Mm. What have you done, Kelly O'Dwyer? I thought it was really smart. Yeah. Really smart. <laughs> don't think she's going to be smiling and finding it quite so no, amazing. No. <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, so construction and male-dominated trades, what are the big issues that we're still confronting now? I think, as I said, the whole part-time recognition of part-time work and obviously the superannuation issues, just recognition that women take time out to have children and then when they come back, it's... You know, they want to come back having a balanced lifestyle, being able to take care of their kids and work at the same time. And so it's often difficult to... So I think there needs to be a bit of a societal change to recognise that there needs to be more of a balance. And it's the same with men that are working full-time. I think there needs to be... We think there needs to be a balance in our work life. So more women that can get involved, the more men can stay home and do some of those duties. Everyone can share the load. Um, from an employment perspective, um, casualisation is um, a particular issue across industries, but also for the construction industry, and it impacts construction women particularly. So we'd like um, more full-time jobs for women and and men. Um, As opposed to casual, you mean, to more security of employment. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Secure work is... So that people can get mortgages and get loans and... Security. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
know what you're doing tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> what about on site? Are we are the guys behaving themselves? Or is there stuff that needs to change on site? I've never had any problems here. No, no. I do traffic, and I've never had any problems with any guys on site. So it's been good. Yeah, I've done it for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't complain. Big change from a few years ago, or a couple of decades ago. I think stats will still show that um, gender-based violence at work is still an epidemic in this country. Um, not ne- not necessarily for I'm, I'm not talking about the construction industry. I'm talking about all workplaces, and in fact, it's an epidemic uh, internationally as well. Um, so it's something that certainly the union movement needs to see this as core union business and take up the fight to eradicate gendered violence in the workplace. Um, in all at all levels of the workplace, not only on the factory floors, but also through um, um, upper management. management, management yeah. yeah, I still think there's definitely some isolated cases on site. I still hear a lot about them, um, but they're not as widespread as they once were or perceived to be, definitely. So we've made a lot of changes on site for the better. And it's only getting better, and there's a lot more support from the men to have women on site now, which is really great. So as long as we can keep that momentum happening, before you know it, we'll have 50% women on the on the construction sites, just as much as the guys. Let's just hope yeah. they get paid the same, not 66%. <laughs> well, see, I think that's a, a real um, a bonus for con- for construction workers. Um, we have been hearing the pay equity debate for forever. Since the 19th, well. One of the beauties about um, being a CFMU member and working under patent agreement is all workers are paid the same. Equally. Um, and so... It's transparent. We can see what our sisters are getting paid in comparison to our brothers, which is good. <laughs> And thank you to the sisters for introducing and uh, filling the first part of the show. And it's now back to the reprobates who you normally listen to each week. Who deserve a lot less respect, perhaps. I don't know. We do all right. Good morning, everyone. Good good morning, Buzzer. Good morning, String Bean. And he's on the panel still. And we are going to do a little bit of... Are we on this week? 
Well, we're going to sort that out. There were some uh, technical problems just when we thought we'd enter the 21st century. Yes. Last week there were some texts, but never mind, we're here and we've got to do a couple of things because while it's been a big week for the sisters and with the Raw uh, Festival and so on, we do have to talk about some basic fundamentals about trade unionism, paying your union dues. Right? It's the union Get in early, get in early. Get in early, get it paid, keep the union functioning. We're under attack all the time, as you all know. We can go on and on for hours about it, but we are under attack. We do need to keep the union dues coming in. And let's be blunt, it ain't a bad investment. You've all just got a 5% pay rise, and you tell us someone other than ABCC inspectors who get... Pay rises above two, two and a half percent. It's a good, it's a good uh, whack. It's not only that; it's the, uh, it's the, it being part of the industry where it is a hard and tough and industry, and we know all the problems we have from OHS and all the rest of it. And there's no one better to be with than us that'll support you, uh, support you, and uh, make sure we keep the conditions we got. And we're under a bit of attack all the time, and we're under it at the moment. A few things going on in Parliament they're trying to do to take things off us. So while they're doing all that, we need to maintain our strength, and our strength is you buying your ticket, isn't it? Correct. And it's only about a dollar sixty a week after tax is taken out, and tax time is not far away. Indeed. Now, just to mention a couple of things about the pay rise. It's 5% on your base rate. And there is also an increase in your travel. And from the 1st of July, there will be, of course, an increase in your super. And then October this year, there'll be another increase for cost of living on your side allowances. It ain't a bad deal, folks. And compared to uh, what a lot of people get for their money, we, I think, do a pretty good job as a union for the members. Righto, moving right along. A few things have happened during the week too, haven't they? Well, there's been a lot of things happening during the, the week. Big merger in Fair Work. Yes, the amalgamation of the MUA, the TCFU and the CFMEU was approved by Fair Work Commission, Deputy President Gostinick. However, that's all going to get appealed and the Minister, Mr Laundry or Laundy <laughs> or whatever his name is, Laundry sounds right. Dirty Craig, laundry. La- Craig Laundry, yeah. He, uh, he is going to change the legislation so that retrospectively they can knock over the amalgamation. Now, lawyers and the judicial system don't like retrospective laws, uh, but guess what? I bet you there's an exception to the rule. It's a sovereign risk, isn't it? Surely, if you bring it in, that's, a, that's what the businesses would scream. They'd say, oh, we can't invest in this. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or yesterday. How do, we, how do we spend our money here? Well, different rules for some. Well, as the Wizard of Id cartoon that I've got on uh, <coughs> display at home says, them that makes the gold make the rules. And that's exactly what the uh, Turnbull government's going to do. They're going to look after... People like AMA, uh, the Australian uh, Minerals oh, oh, and Oh, don't tell me that morning, metals, that the morning association, oh. the master builders and all the big end of town. Don't worry. Craig Laundry and his gang will be looking after them. Now, yeah. what's wrong? What's wrong while well, they're trying to introduce all these bills, the Registered Organisation Commission, the super changes to superannuation, the, uh, the, the A, we've got to put up the ACCC, the ABCC and every other law. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us stiffening up our position a well, bit? 
What about what about every big company merging together? They don't worry about oh, that. Oh yeah, I heard that. That's on a, on three RW business thing that they, well, shouldn't mention opposition radio shows that they, that that companies aren't allowed to merge like that, and uh, and it wouldn't be and the, and the union shouldn't be allowed to do it too. Well, guess what? Of course they are, and allowed. they ran the argument we don't pay tax. Right, that was the argument. <laughs> well, <laughs> that might be the one thing we have in common with the top end of town. Yeah, right? yeah when you think we about do, that. in fact, pay payroll tax. We pay stamp tax. We pay all that stuff. We just don't pay capital gains tax, nor do we pay a tax on the income from the members' dues. But there again, neither does there any other voluntary organisation in this country, and clearly neither do the big end of town. <laughs> And I would have thought that government would be a little bit more concerned about the fact that they have to now deal with the big infrastructure projects with internationally owned consortia who don't mind smashing governments and getting every last cent out of them. In New South Wales, it's got so bad, they're in cartels. They just basically say, we're not going to tender for that. And and there's only one tender. From one of their mates. Anyway. ACCC, here they come. Oh, yes. But the ACCC ain't doing anything much about anything except they've now set up a construction industry unit and they are cooperating and have a memorandum of understanding with the ABCC. Eh? Ah, another one. Yes, indeed. Now, we should move on to some other matters. And this is... The other part of the deal, when you are a union member, not only are your wages and conditions looked after, and I think very successfully over the last 25 years, but also we look after health and safety. But let's put it back on you, the people on the jobs, you need to understand you have a role to play. Don't just wait to get killed, do something about it before it happens. And we have had a few incidents this week. Some of them have been nearly absolutely uh, catastrophes. That's the only way you could describe them if it had gone wrong a little bit more. And out on the sky rail, 110 metres of rail was dropped. It was a four-crane lift, and one of the lifting uh, devices went... One end of the 110 came down. It then vibrated down the length of the 110 metres and the other three lifting points also gave and the whole lot came down in a confined space with people about to uh, land that particular load. Now, the day the rail industry enters the 20th century will be a great day indeed and I look forward to it. I think probably you'll see me in a box before that happens. But anyway, our problem with the industry is unchanged over the years, but we have got to do more. And we need to highlight to everybody that a big part of this issue is about hurry, hurry. The pressure was on this week because of the shutdown weekend. We're all going to have four days off. Saturday, Sunday, Monday's a public holiday, RDO on Tuesday, have some family time, some life, work-life balance and enjoy life. Work to live and not live to work. But the boss still wants his pound of flesh and the problem is 
in a week like this and next week again, the pressure will be on to make up for lost production because it ain't the money they make from the margin, it's actually the schedule. You finish ahead of time, then you get a financial reward. As a major contractor, even as subbies, there is a direct relationship between the speed of the job and how much money you make. And unfortunately, it's at the expense of the people who do the work. And that was Skyrail. And who's the major contractor there? uh, uh, CPB. (laughs) CPB. What good people. Lend-lease. And uh, unfortunately... The state government is implicated in the push to get these jobs done. The other problem I see is um, there's the massive boom, obviously, in rail construction and everywhere like that. And, and, and training, you talk about training, people are popping up everywhere, in, uh, rigging and dogging in these cranes, haven't been trained properly, I reckon. And uh, maybe. Just- just because you've got a ticket doesn't know doesn't mean you know how to do the job. And if you want to do the proper training, go down to the training unit and, and see how it's done at the CFMU and you'll see it might take a little bit uh, longer time and, and all the rest of it, but it's done properly. It's done properly and assessed properly, you know, not, not in five minutes and then put on it and then all of a sudden you walk up and get a job on a tower crane and, uh, and, you're, and, you're, and you're lifting loads above 30 or 40 people's heads every day. Well, just remember... If you want, it can come back to the individual. So it's very important to be trained, trained properly. And Indeed. someone else who isn't doing things properly, John Holland and asbestos. What? Well, that's one of their specialties. <laughs> Getting it wrong. Spreading it around. Spreading it around, indeed. Out at Mernda, there has uh, been uh, an identification of asbestos. And I might add, on the... Uh, Domain Road, as part of the Metro Tunnel development, there was a an asbestos cement pipe identified, probably more than 30 metres long, which had deteriorated greatly. There was friable material there spread everywhere because this pipe had been damaged. And uh, the union made an issue of it, but next morning... When no one should have been going into the area, guess what? A lot of the problem had been disappeared. Yeah. So there's going to be, as there was on Channel 7 News, a continuing oversight of what is happening as these infrastructure jobs uh, ramp up. And they're going to ramp up suddenly and they're going to ramp up, my view, very, very dangerously. But anyway... That's a warning to everybody. We're going to go on Skellywag, don't Skellywags, we? and obviously CD9 needs to be nominated. John Hollands at Mernden need to be nominated. And Hickory it, it, had the big push on this week, and it, there was an incident with the chains on the crane. And uh, let's just say that is all about hurry, hurry. And uh, while no one was injured... It was an unnecessary incident. And Bayside out at uh, Sandringham or Hampton, yeah. uh, they had a gazebo as, as a side of it. A canvas gazebo. <laughs> and the former, a portable canvas and the former said he gazebo. Thought, he liked it. I said, it's not up to him whether he liked it. He's had a vote to see if everyone else liked it, right? He thought it was a good idea, but anyway. Bayside is at the bottom. Don't worry about that. They're well, at the bottom of the ladder, right? So, uh, Chris and all your team so, out there. Okay, who are we going for? I think John Holland have got quite a few there. That's asbestos and uh, 
I know CD nine is is CPB, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, geez, they're all about as bad as each other. Well, they're going to get mentioned again. I just think that maybe Bayside Constructions. It might be small, but I reckon they are worthy of some noting because this is the bottom. That is the bottom. You're right. Righto. So we've got a Suki Lala. Oh. Well. Uh, CPB. Be, no, it could be George from uh, Hickory's. George from Hickory. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.